Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's me. You all know who I am by now. But if you don't, I'm Jennifer Perry, also known as a smart money gal. So uh, we have a lot that we have to get covered today. And um, I do want to kind of preface this by saying a couple of things. First of all, I could possibly get in your face a little bit today. So be prepared for that. And um, I always look at that as a good thing because I've had people in my life have to get into my face about, you know, getting my things together. And so I, I kind of, um, I look forward to that and I embrace that. So I encourage you to embrace what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, the second thing is my allergies are killing me up here on the mountain. So um, if I have to pop a cough drop or take a, a drink of something, I just apologize in advance. So I am COVID free. So don't any of you send me a bunch of messages afterwards just to make sure uh, that it's not COVID. So thank you in advance for for, taking, for uh, thinking of me. So today, ladies, we are going to talk about the Wonder Woman effect. For those of you who know me or who have may have maybe attended a seminar that I've done, or if you follow me on social media, whether it's something you read on LinkedIn or on my Facebook page, I am totally about girl power superheroes. Um, for those of you that do know me, my office is Wonder Woman, Iron Man. You really can't see it right now. You may be able to see some things in the background, but I really believe in the fact that we as women or as people in general can essentially have whatever life it is that we want. Whatever it is we set our mind to, whatever it is that we want for ourselves, for our families, we have the power within us to be able to accomplish that and achieve that. Now, myself coming from a a, you know, uh, abuse background and having that ever small voice that kind of sits there every once in a while, maybe at some point in your life, somebody took that power away from you. And now you're trying to figure out how to get it back, whether you went through a divorce, whether you lost your spouse or lost a job or, or you just don't have power in your life right now. Trust me, you have the ability to reach deep down inside and take that control and power back. If you don't believe that, borrow my beliefs in the fact that you can, because I have. And there have been very instrumental people throughout my life who have been there to kind of be my cheerleader, to be my strength when I needed that. One of those is my amazing husband and my children have been that sense of strength that I needed for myself when I couldn't find it. So today we're going to talk about what the Wonder Woman effect is and then how it actually uh, can prevent you from really accomplishing what it is that you want to accomplish in your life. So I do have some notes in front of me. So if you see me reference them, there's just a lot of points that I want to cover, but uh, we're going to go ahead and get off, get going here. So women, we know that we are all students of life. Okay. I had my own life experiences. You have had your own life experiences. And as we become, you know, older and we mature into the women that we are destined to be, uh, we become doctors, nurses, counselors, confidants, friends, and we really become the nurturers in our relationship. And I can tell you that as a wife and a mother, that that's just how I'm wired. I think for most women, that's how God has wired us, is just to be the ones that kind of are filled with compassion and filled with being the natural nurturers in relationship. We have the babies. Now I say that because, you know, we all know when our husband gets a cold, what that looks like. So I think God knew going into it 
women were going to be the ones that were capable of, of giving baby, you know, giving birth to babies. So we do have the babies. We take care of our house. And in most cases, we just tend to be the caregivers as life goes on, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with raising our children, or there are some of you that are out there raising your children and also raising, you know, caring for your parents. And that's hard. If you're stuck in that sandwich generation, you can really relate to what I'm talking about. You have to care for so many people. And that kind of causes us to put ourselves on the back burner. So as women, you know, we are taking care of absolutely everyone and everything before we take care of, of ourselves. And I know in all of our closets, we have that proverbial cape. Mine's actually on the back of my chair. I'd swing around if you could see it, but I have a Wonder Woman cape on the back of my chair. And you know, the way that we do things is somebody needs us, boom, we put on that cape, we fly out the door. Even if we don't want to go and do that, we still do it. We will run to the rescue of our spouses, our partners, our children, a friend in need, a neighbor. We just do that. That's who we are instinctively as women to, to respond. That's how we respond to things. And, you know, regardless of really what it is that, you know, we have going on in our life. I mean, if I get a text and my son needed me right now, I'd be kind of saying goodbye in this live podcast and I'd be going to help him. Or if there was something that somebody needed right now, I would stop everything that I was doing and I would run to their aid. And that's just who we are. And for me, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a friend, and I'm also a business owner. So you can imagine that time gets really, really crunched. And when it, you know, the end of the day comes around, you're sitting there and you're like, did I get everything accomplished that I wanted to get done today? Where are the rest of the hours in the day that I need? And regardless, you know, we, we all know that, especially right now during the holidays, we would be running out the door to take care of anybody who needed us, regardless of what was going on in our own life. Now, while being selfless is a very noble character trait, it will catch up with you. And I'm sharing all of this because... I see it every single day. I have seen it for 16 years. I've been spent, I've spent my time working with women, working in the financial services industry, being a coach and a consultant. So I get to see what happens on the other side of things when we're not proactive. Because what happens is once you put down the cape, you take off the boots, you put the lasso aside, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm 60 years old. Where did my life go? I'm going to be 50 years old next year. We've already talked about it. Don't tell anybody. But half of my life, half of what I would like to assume I'm going to be 100 when I die, you know, half of my life is already gone. And it seems like it's just a blink of an eye. And if we're not paying attention to that, you could wake up at the threshold of retirement and never, ever once taken the time to sit down and think about, oh, my gosh, I should have done this differently. I should have been paying more attention because most women that I meet, it takes a tragedy or a life event that alters their every day to get them to pay attention to their money. I know for me, it did. I know it took me, I was married when I was very young. I was in a very abusive relationship and my life was saved by, you know, me getting out of that relationship and that person my abuser going where he had to go. Okay. But it, I was hit square between the eyes having now to figure out, 
I have two small children. I wasn't working. I wasn't allowed to work. Two small children recovering from injuries. How in the world am I going to pick up the pieces? And for me, I didn't have a me. I didn't have somebody that said, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to move forward. So I decided this is who I have to be for the other women that I meet. I have to be that step-by-step recovery person for them when it comes to their money. So I just want you to know that it's so important to be proactive. And if all you get from listening to me is to get more involved in your finances, then that is exactly what it is that I'm here to do. I'm here to educate and empower you to move forward in your financial life, whether it's with me or not, just start taking the steps to do that. Because I really think personally, there are four things that prevent women from really experiencing that financial independence and that financial freedom and empowerment. And we're going to break down what those are right now and just sit back grab your cup of coffee and just say, see if you can find yourself in any of the things that I'm talking about, because I could find myself and I find a lot of the women that I work with in these specific situations. And let's talk about that and explore that together. So the first thing I'm going to say is it's this herd mentality. Okay. Well, my hairdresser told me, listen, It's nice that when you're sitting there, we all know, I mean, I love my hairdresser. I drive an hour and a half to see her every five weeks. Um, I love her to death. She is engaged in my life. She knows my kids. You know, we have a great relationship with one another. And it's great to sit and listen to what, you know, they have to say, or if you're sitting next to a friend at church, or if you have a neighbor or girlfriend that really is really engaged with your life, it is okay that you listen to somebody's suggestions or you listen to their opinion of maybe what it is that you should be doing. But my mom said something to me a long time ago that really stuck. And I've said it with my kids and I'll probably can say it with my grandchildren is it is okay for someone else to have an opinion or suggestion. They are not allowed to have a say in your decisions and your life. Okay. That is, I've heard that most of my life. I've shared that little nugget of wisdom with my children. It is really okay if your friend is sitting there or your hairdresser is sitting there telling you, well, I, you know, I have all my money in, you know, Pfizer right now, or I have my money in Zoom, or I have my money in Apple or whatever other stock that's out there, or I have my money in savings, or I'm all in annuities, whatever it is that somebody else recommends to you, it's okay that they suggest that it's okay that they have an opinion. It's okay that they're even opening up and sharing with you what they're doing. Just don't give them a say. Do not take um, advice from people who are not qualified to give it. It's probably the best thing that I could tell you. Now, if you're sitting down with me or you're sitting down with your financial advisor or wealth manager and they're looking at who you are, they're digging in to how you relate to money. They're digging into your goals, your hopes, your what you like and what you don't like. And then they're advising you on something and they're giving you the suggestions. They're okay to have a say because they're engaging in that conversation. They're looking at your unique needs and goals because each individual person is an individual. You should not be in a cookie cutter type of, you know, financial plan. I see that in a lot of colleagues and wealth managers. Um, I've seen it next partners. 
you know, they put everybody into the same, it's like the same setup. Well, this person needs this and this, and the next person comes along, they need the exact same thing. Please do not work with somebody who is putting you into a cookie cutter financial plan. Um, so the first one is herd mentality, listening to friends, neighbors, uh, hairdressers. Remember, they can have an opinion and a suggestion. They don't get a say in how you lay out your financial plan. So that's number one. Number two, seeking approval. I think it was Sally Fields. Was it Sally Fields that says, you like me? You really like me? I think so. I'll have to check that. But um, it's just seeking approval. And I can tell you as a woman, we like peace. We want to be the peacemakers. We want to be liked. We want to be appreciated. We're seeking approval in everything and in every relationship we have, even with our children. You know, it's hard to be a parent. You want to be a parent, but you really would rather be a friend. You know, we're always seeking approval in who it is that we're working with. And this is, this could devastate your financial life. And I see it happen a lot. Let me explain a little bit more why I say that. I have met a lot of divorcees and widows who have a relationship with a financial advisor that their ex or their, you know, uh, spouse who passed away had prior. And that relationship may have lasted five years, 10 years, in some cases, 30 years that you've had this relationship with a wealth manager that you really didn't have that relationship with. It was your ex-husband, it was your, your husband who passed away or your partner who passed away. You never really were engaged in that relationship. And, you know, there's, there's, I know, you know, being raised by my, my mom, my dad's a pastor, you know, the, the husband is the provider and he's the hunter and the gatherer and he's to take care of the wife, the wife's to take care of the home and the husband. So there's that, that mentality of a man is going to take care of things. Um, he's going to make sure that all the finances are taken care of and the decisions are, are made and he's doing it because he wants to make sure that the wife is taken care of. And that, I can see that. I see that in a lot of my clients who are older, you know, husband took care of everything, husband passed away. You know, he told his wife, if anything ever happened to me, there's that shoe box that's up in the top of the closet that has all of our important papers. It has everything that you need. It's, it's all in there, honey. So if anything happens to me, you're taken care of. That's very dangerous and that could be very harmful. So think about it. If, if your husband or somebody had had a family long relationship with a wealth manager and now here you are on your own, you don't want to break that relationship. Um, you don't want to, to, to hurt somebody's feelings. So I can tell you this over 70% of women, this is a statistic that last time I checked was still in place. Um, over 70% of women, once they lose the spouse, whether it's through divorce or passing, change their financial advisor. Okay. So when you start to unpack that, it goes to show you that there was never a relationship there to begin with. And if you've been following my podcast, I did talk about it before to the fact that, yes, my firm is a female focused firm, but I do work with husbands and wives. The only way that I will work with a husband and wife or a couple is if they're both in the conversation about money. They both understand the financial plan. They both understand the fact if something happens to one another, where they step in, what that looks like for them. In a lot of scenarios, we kind of 
sounds awful, but we kind of kill off the other spouse as we're doing planning just to see what social security looks like, what that pension would look like. So as long as you have a conversation in that, in your marriage, I'll work with you. Okay. It's all about having a relationship with somebody that truly understands and is is engaged in their financial plan. So 70% of women are going to change their financial advisor. And that's really, really hard to do. I have actually had to help women break up with their wealth managers or their financial advisors because they were like, Jennifer, could you call them with me? Could you like sit on the phone? Could you, you know, I'm here to support you and I'm here to encourage you. I mean, you know, if, if, if you are working with a financial advisor that you as, as a woman just don't have a gut, good gut feeling that you can move forward and work with them or, that they're really now going to pay attention to you. Um, you know, we, you probably need to break up with them. You need to fire them. Okay. Cause you are, you are responsible for what happens to your finances. So that's the second one. Um, seeking approval, please do not stay in a relationship with an unproductive advisor. Um, it, it, it's just not, it's not going to work out for you in the long run. Okay. So that's number two. So the third one, This is one that I see an awful lot. I can't tell you how many women have rolled into my office when I was actually going into an office with a just pile of statements that were never open. Why weren't they open? Because they were scared to death to open them. Okay. I had a, I had a woman, true story. She rolled into my office with a stack of statements she forgot, she didn't realize that, you know, her alimony was up and the check stopped coming in the mail. And we had to sit down and be like, okay, listen, you know, we need, I do a lot of alimony continuation planning. I do a lot with making sure that if you are going through a divorce and your alimony is for a set period of time, we have to reposition your assets to make sure that check doesn't stop coming. So that's just, get this. If you're probably listening to me and you're like, Oh my gosh, she's talking to me. I'm not opening my statements. You have got to get engaged. Okay. So lack of involvement, number three, lack of involvement and really not identifying with what your money personality is. And yes, there is actually a quiz that you can take that I can give you, which I do with a lot of my clients to find out how, how do you relate to money? What is your personality? There's five money personalities that I use when I identify with my clients. Are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are you a risk taker? Are you a security seeker? Or are you a flyer? Which just means you just fly by the seat of your pants. You have to make sure that you identify, first of all, how you relate to money. You know, how do you, how do you, Uh, look at your finances. If you're not opening your statements, then you're afraid of something. And what I'm finding out with working with women is that how they're invested does not line up with who they are as an investor because either the decisions were made when they were married or when their spouse was alive, or they just worked with a wealth manager or financial advisor that said, just give me all your money. I'm going to take care of it, pat you on the head and send you about your way. If you remember, I think it was in the first podcast we did together. I said, my job is to climb in on the passenger side of your car and sit next to you while you're driving. 
I'm supposed to sit there. I'm supposed to keep you engaged on where we're going. Watch your blind spots, watch the potholes. I am there to accompany you on the journey of your financial life. I'm not there to take over the reins. You have to be the one that stays in control there. So don't work with somebody who's not doing that for you, but get back into the involvement of it. Okay. Why is it you're not opening your statements? You have to have an understanding. You have to get, you know, for the longest time, I thought that ostriches really like buried their head in the sand, but I think that was just for whatever reason, not true. So I have to look that up too, but seriously, don't hide your head in the sand. Don't not open your statements. If you're afraid to open your statements, we can do a zoom chat. I can watch you open your statements. You can hold them up and we can figure it out together. So don't just put them in a drawer because you don't, you're afraid to open them. There's a reason that you're afraid. So we need to face that and, and kind of move on. It's very vital to understand what your investments are, not only what they are, what you own, but why you own them. And if you have gone through a life change, whether it is a divorce or a lot of people now have been losing their jobs, you need to look at what your new financial situation means for you and how does that translate into your investments? I can't begin. There's trillions and trillions of dollars that are left behind in old 401ks because people forget they have them. If you no longer work at that job, your money needs to go with you. Whether you're still not working right now or you've started a new job, your investments, you need to tuck them under your arm and they need, to, they, they need to move into the next chapter of your life, just like you are. Don't leave your finances behind. Don't you know get mail and throw it in a drawer. If you're afraid of what you own, there's a reason you're afraid of it and you need to be more involved in that. So the third one was, I own what? And that just means lack of involvement. So Let's go back again. First one was herd mentality. My hairdresser told me that means do not take advice from people who aren't qualified to give it. And number two, he likes me. He really likes me seeking approval. Okay. Do not stay with an unproductive advisor who you're just afraid to fire. Or maybe he's somebody you sit next to in church. who has been managing your money and you don't want to have to sit next to him in church. Just let go of the relationship, appreciate what they've done and move on. You can sit in a different pure chair if you're really worried about that. And number three is I own what, which is lack of involvement, not identifying who you're, what your money personality is, not opening your statements and just not really being educated on the resources that are out there. Now, fourth one, you ready for this one? A man is not a financial plan. Okay. I know. Usually when I said at a seminar, I get a lot of women that just start laughing and giggling and like, well, that's what my plan was. Um, you need to understand financial independence, regardless of if you're married, you're in a lifelong relationship with somebody, you have a partner, you need to be financially independent. You need to understand not only why you have it, uh, but what it is. And is it a good strategy at the stage of life that you're in? Because for a, a lot of people that I meet, they're in these accumulation strategies. So they're out and they're working and, you know, they're just saving, saving, saving. They're in a 401k or a 403b or a TSP account, and they're just cranking away. And nobody has talked to them really about the decumulation phase when they start going into retirement and they don't get a paycheck any longer. And usually the person that helps you in the accumulation phase is really not um, 
skilled and versed on helping you on the other side of things. Because if you think about it, most people that are climbing mountains, the trouble comes on the other side when you're trying to go down. So my whole focus has always been on income planning, uh, retirement planning, planning for your golden years, making sure that when you get to that point in time where your paycheck is no longer coming in, that we've created a paycheck for you that you can't outlive. So make sure that you are, are, are working with somebody who understands that, but also make sure that you understand what's going on in your own financial house. Do not depend on a partner. Do not depend on a trust fund. Do not depend on alimony. You need to understand where things, where the chips fall. Because for a lot of people's lives right now, the chips have fallen all over the place. And you have to make sure that you understand should something like a pandemic or the loss of a job or a stock market, how is that going to affect you? How is it going to affect you? It's under, It's good to have an understanding of how it's going to affect the, the partnership and the, you know, being a couple, that's important too. But if you are just by yourself, how's it going to affect you? So please make sure that you understand and you have financial independence and awareness of in your relationship, because, you know, the past nine months, I'm just going to be pretty much probably in your face. This is the in your face part. In the past nine months, I have had probably a hundred conversations with people mostly all women, who we sit down and we talk about what the pain points are, are, we talk about where they're at right now, what they don't like, where they want to be. I spend a lot of time working on what they need, their individual plan, coming up with solutions. And it's, it's literally right in the palm of their hand to be able to have security, to be able to have comfort in knowing that it's taken care of, to be able to have that swan which is where they can sleep well at night. They have it in their grasp and I'll get, Oh, Jennifer, you know, I just want to, I, I just want to wait and see what this election holds or, you know what? Um, I got to get through the holidays or oh, it's summer. I've got to do this. All of these excuses. So the women that are watching this, it's your own fault. That sounds harsh. I know probably going to get some hate comments. It is your own fault. If you are not in the position that you need to be in for yourself, for your family, financially, where it is that you need to be, do you need to be? If we have had a conversation in the past nine months and you've decided for whatever reason not to move forward, please reach out to me. I challenge you to reach out to me. Let's pick up the conversation. The time is right right now because it's not about when life is going to happen. It's about uh, it, it is going to happen. And are you, are you prepared for that? Do you have a plan for that? Don't procrastinate. Don't use the holidays. Don't use the election results. Don't use your ex-spouse or your former boss. Don't use those as excuses for taking care of your life, your family, your finances. You are 100% responsible for the decision that you make. And you only have yourself to blame. Now, I say all that. I know people have lost jobs. I know that it's very, very difficult right now. But you've got to make decisions. 20 years ago, it was really difficult for me. But I had to put one foot in front of the other to move forward. And I didn't have a me. You have me. So I encourage you to reach out to me. So, you know, whew, 
it's already been a half an hour. You know, we have spent a lot of time together right now talking about stuff that you need to do. Um, as a Wonder Woman, uh, my heart goes out to all of you. We have been dealing with very unprecedented times in a pandemic that nobody expected, where businesses are being closed, children are being home. It's just overwhelming. I'm here. I'm here to help you make sense of things financially. In the Swan Financial Community, we have a and a wonderful group of people who are here to support our community. We have counselors, we have attorneys. Um, if you need someone to talk to, if you need uh, somebody to help you sell your house, if you need something, uh, just reach out to me. I want to be a resource that can connect you with the people that I needed that I didn't have. So um, I know this was a lot to take in. Uh, if you'd like for me to send you these notes, I'd be happy to do that so that you can recap what we've talked about. But um, I just encourage you that in the midst of a really hard year, that you're doing everything you can to look forward to a wonderful, healthy, prosperous new year. And I'm always going to be here. So if you need me, 404-618-6626. If you need me in the middle of the night, you can shoot me a text message, 678-836-6992. If you need an email to send out to me, jennifer at swanfinancialadvisors.com. Um, check me out, shoot me an email, send me a text, call my office. There is no excuse for you not to be able to put the cape down for a minute, put yourself on the to-do list and realize that there's somebody like me out there. So I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed holiday season and we will be back again with each other in 2021. Thank you, everybody.